At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Welcome to Oral Hygiene, the podcast where we look at educational avant-garde and weird documentaries. This is the first time I actually bothered to call it Oral Hygiene, if, if you're even listening. The first day I said audio, but we, we changed it because of the artwork. And then and Because that's clearly a much better pun. It's a much better pun, too. So, you know, we get the kinks out. So um, there's one kink out. We'll see where we get a few more. Uh, this is Matt here. Oh, this is Luke. But it, but it's no sci-fi sanctuary. That that's our, our normal gig. Uh, today, we're as two foreigners living in Japan. It seemed like a good idea to look at a 1945's film, My Japan. And uh, Luke, could you give us like the four or five sentence TV guide summary of this one? It's a guide ostensibly of what the Japanese themselves think and produced, explaining why they are better than America and why they will win the war. And that apparently is why you should buy war bonds. Yeah. I mean, it's really a war bond commercial in the end. Uh, this one's kind of the anti Godzilla, I guess. Well, like America sh should be bombing <laughs> Japan as much as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's it. The crazy thing is, um, it actually is very similar to the propaganda the Japanese themselves were putting out. Oh, yeah, everyone was doing it, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the things they're saying Japan believes kind of were what Japan believed at the time. Yeah, there is it's that. It's not weird... actually that inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we have coworkers that really do just almost practically live in the office for for we don't really know why. <laughs> well, and also the the like the philosophy they were pumping is like Japan is strong and has a destiny to rule the world. America are weak and decadent capitalists. And well, they, they even called Nazis pussies in this one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Germans, they can't do this. They're not up for it. <laughs> well, and the, the fact that um, the war ministry said over and over that they will pump as many lies as it costs to beat America into the meat grinder. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thing with your, your prime World War II propaganda. It's all, you know, my dad can kick your dad's ass. Right. Uh, regardless of the country. <laughs> but um, I, I think I first saw this maybe 20, 15, 20 years ago. Um, it's, it's one I, you know, I, I do watch these weird films, but this is one that's a, that's a little bit uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> well, you know what makes it really uncomfortable? A lot of the, like, the very stereotypical, almost racist stuff that it does. That's what all the Japan documentaries still do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They still have that same music. They still have that same font. They still start with the same shots of here's some flower arranging. Here's a guy on a river. Here's a little garden. Here's some koi in a pond. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the only thing that's changed is maybe the narrator doesn't have such a racist accent anymore. Oh, right. It, it, although it's pretty close to Elmer Fudd. I, I wrote a few notes and said <laughs> he's adding more W's than uh, Chekhov in Star Trek. Well, yeah, my, my assumption is that that's just a Japanese American that they got to put on an accent. If he even had Asian blood. 
But yeah, yeah, he also might have yeah just been slicked back his hair and taped up his eyebrows like James Bond. <laughs> I just love how like the first thing he says he calls he calls you the viewer out as racist because he doesn't have glasses and buck teeth, right? <laughs> because it's slightly less of a caricature than they were using up to this point, which you do see later on in the film when they're showing military officers. A bit, yeah. They put in a few shots of that, so that that was kind of weird. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. Any other like opening like impressions getting into this one? Just uh, I, I don't know if it's a uh, if it's a shocking one at this point or what. But well, I mean, I like I said, I've read a lot of Japanese history and even World War II history. Um, so I guess I was actually not that shocked. The thing that shocked me wasn't like, wow, this is really horrible about Japan. It's that this is almost is actually kind of bigging up Japan quite well. It, so. <laughs> take out the message at the end and this actually probably is what the japanese would show their own troops <laughs> like we work harder than americans we care more than americans we deserve to win more than the americans americans are fat and lazy and don't care about winning the war like it isn't it doesn't paint america particularly well and it paints japan as like these guys are gutsy and want to beat us yeah, because Americans fat and lazy, which they're, I guess they're probably 50 years too early on that one. But <laughs> Well, it's, um, yeah, this this attitude, which it talks about, is has become more relevant in like recent wars because the public do think they can just sit at home and eat cheeseburgers and war is just something that happens on the other side of the world and they don't have to make sacrifices about. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's where uh, now it's 2021, but I guess that's where 2020, you know, blew some minds because everything's now at your doorstep, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the world has never been perfect, but suddenly in 2020, the countries which don't have problems have problems. I'm, I'm wondering how hardcore you're, like, talking, oh, it's almost like they're trying to pump up the Japanese. It's a, I guess it's a little more insidious than that being not actually made there, just... uh you know, it's a fact that human lives are cheap. I feel like you wouldn't actually say that to your like your own populace. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say it, but that is what they were thinking. Yeah, you know, 70, like, 70 million fans of killing can't be wrong. Right, but maybe that's not what the Japanese were saying to other Japanese. That is what the Japanese were saying to the Americans. Mm. And the. The premise of this video is this is a Japanese guy talking to an American. Right. And that is what they were saying. They were saying, like, you can fight us as long as you want. We're not going to stop sending people to die. Did you, did you catch him, like, a kind of presaging con a bit there? Which, what line was that? He was basically like, we intend to hurt you, and we intend to go on hurting you. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so I was like, just wrote, now he's going all con in that one part. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, there's so much shit talking about the troop quality. And yeah, that that's not logical to send your crap troops to the front. I don't know. How, how, do, how does this work? <laughs> well, I think what he was saying, and that that is bullshit because Japan was not ready to fight on the Japanese shores. But he's saying that, oh, yeah, we just put our crap troops in these bases that we don't care about. Our good troops are waiting to defend Japan. Yeah, that's definitely... Whereas actually, what was waiting to defend Japan was like some 70-year-old women with broomsticks. Like... <laughs> They were not going to win a lot. Well, that's the real reason they surrendered. It wasn't because of the atom bombs. It's because Russia was about to start a second land war and they couldn't fight one. Right, right. But um, yeah, that that was definitely some smack talking, which um, I don't know. Is that what, what is it? Yeah. Is that what you want to tell the the American or the allied troops? 
Oh, yeah, because America did suffer in those battles, like Iwo Jima and places. Oh, yeah. They were like, they, you know, sure, Japan lost, but America paid a heavy price. So if they could get America to believe, like, it's twice as bad when you get to Japan, then they, well, I don't know why you would tell, why the Americans would tell their public that. Because all that saying is, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. That, that's why I'm <laughs> calling this the anti-Godzilla. It's Sorry. kind of weird. It accidentally, like, obviously the point of this film was to get Americans riled up to want to fight this war and to want to give war bonds, right? Yeah. But all it said to me was like, this is a dumb idea. We should sue for peace. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they got that uh, that first draft of the uh, River Kwai shots in there. I think they say it's the Philippines, but uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. noticed that. like, Because uh, mm. River Kwai was late 50s, I think, when they filmed right. it. Yeah, so I mean, I should probably clarify my position. Obviously, because I grew up in the West, I don't, I'm sure this is even more true in America. But in history class in the like public school in the UK, you were taught in World War Two we were the goodies, the other side were baddies. It's as simple as that. And like because the UK and America have believed that is why they're so fucking ridiculous today. Is because they've had seventy years of believing they're invincible. Um, so I reject that, and I hate that outlook and so i i'm always looking at these wars as like oh we're painting them as villains but it's not quite like that obviously japan were really fucking horrible in world war ii they did some heinous shit to like the indigenous populations they were invading to the american troops they were capturing japan did need to lose that war <laughs> it's just that um it's not that we were like these golden perfect sentinels and they were demons it's just everyone was a piece of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, they basically the um, military industrial complex of Japan had what run rampant on uh, the country at that time. That was part of the, yeah. the issue. I mean, that's reflected in the Constitution now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a big like, obviously, that is all terrible. The thing you have to remember is the reason that happened is because Western imperialism turned up at their door. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the the line that you often see in history books about Japan at that period is they had the decision: do you want to be on the table or at the table? And like we now demonize Japan because it's the only country that chose to be at the table instead of on it. Yeah, really. Um, well, it also, I guess, the whole island idea. I mean, technically, Japan's never actually been invaded. Maybe you need a big typhoon. It's been invaded, never successfully invaded. R right, exactly. Um, which the Mongols invaded. Yeah, I did. I never. Also, that's a very Japanese opinion because there was an indigenous people here and the Koreans invade it. And those are the new Japanese people. OK, so you're talking like 10,000 years ago. For that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I've been Japan, like, is, uh, Japan as a nation has never been invaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 I knew especially it's a different uh, topic, but oh, that's up in Hokkaido. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I don't see that mentioned very often here. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't go on that trip, but yeah, we went to uh, Lake Akan, which is like kind of the sacred lake for the Ainu, so they just had all sorts of Ainu stuff around there. Although it's, you know, like visiting like the, for, for from our perspective, it was probably like visiting the tourist center in New Mexico, you know, it's not, right. what we were getting was not authentic or anything, but you know, at least uh, Japan's noticing, I think in the past few years, they've kind of noticed, hey, there actually are people up there and maybe we weren't so fantastic to them, but I, remember I was really shocked the first time I heard a Japanese person even mention it. It was my first year at our job. We were preparing for the Happy Okai. And um, everyone was ignoring... I think it was Miyaki-sense. Um, 
Yeah, I think it was Miyaki Sensei, and he was like, oh, I feel like an indigenous person. No one's listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but the reason I was bringing up the whole invasion idea here, they're like, well, if you come onto our island, we'll just all move over to China. I, I, guess, I, I guess I I guess I'd cleared out Manchuria by that point. So, oh, man, yeah, Manchuria was 100% their like, little colony at that point. China, they were still fighting tooth and nail for, so that was not a good plan. No, that's why it's only giving them Manchuria, right? <laughs> well, um, what we live here in Nagano, where they actually do have the cave complex they were going to move the emperor to. Oh, right. That was the actual plan. Yeah. I was just in yeah. this one. They, he just mentions a completely impractical one. Like, well, maybe we'll just all go to China. It's like, <laughs> um, no, you're, that's not going to happen. You're not going to move the entire population over to China in the middle oh. of a war. They might have done because the population was down to a very small number by this point. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was kind of a weird brag. I, I guess at the point, it's it's still being made by Americans because a lot of the brags are are so ridiculous. You know, it's mustache twirling, right? Not that he has the. But mustache. also, a lot of it was the Ameri- because the Americans did not have a good look inside Japan. They couldn't know how close to the brink Japan was. So it was easy for an American to believe there were that many troops waiting on the mainland or that they had a plan to evacuate China. Little did they realize Japan could barely fight on the islands it was fighting on, let alone the mainland. Yeah, how would that play today? Now you'd have drones, satellite surveillance, although, you know, we still don't see that deeply into North Korea, so there are no, no, no. limits. <laughs> yeah, but I guess North Korea has the equipment to shoot the drones down and retaliate. But when we're fighting like a... Um, a lot of the wars we are actually fighting currently, they do have a pretty detailed picture. The only problem is they can't identify civilians and enemy combatants. Exactly. And then they got to go. In World War II, that was less of an issue, right? Because it was total war. You considered the entire enemy country combatants. Whereas today, people actually care if they just like bomb weddings full of women and children. Right. Other than you got the guy on the other end that's basically like uh, you know playing a video game with uh, real life consequences. So, yep. So um, I don't another know. interesting point it it brings up something which I always bring up, which is they say like London was bombed. Did that stop London? Which actually was a good argument for why we shouldn't have been bombing Japan and Germany because it doesn't work. <laughs> like bombing civilian populations doesn't win wars, but they just wanted to get their revenge. Right. Well, you get a lot of uh, collateral damage and people dying. Sorry, I'm, I was mentioning collateral damage there as the actual like buildings, right? Yeah, yeah that people. is the real uh, objective is yeah. infrastructure, not human lives. Right, right. Because um, yeah, the, it's also it is just meant to break the spirit, but all it ever does is like strengthen and resolve. Yeah, the, the, yeah it's, guess... the bizarre thing about this film, I guess it's because I'm watching it so out of context and because I am such a pacifist. I watch it and think like, huh. This is all good arguments for why we shouldn't fight a war. <laughs> but maybe if I've sat there in 1945 and it's my, you know, brothers and school friends over there dying and I'm in this fever pitch that we really want to fight this war, maybe it would have the intended effect. But I'm watching it from such a remove that I don't feel that. So you're not you don't feel like buying war bonds? No. <laughs> I don't even. I also know. still don't fully understand what war bonds are. I was, that was actually what I was about to say. I don't actually know what a war bond is. Is it just we... you? It's just like you buy a voucher and then the government will give you the money back after the war. I think so. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess that there's interest involved. Yeah, in theory. Your, your country loses, you're not getting that. Well, I, you say that, but, you know, Japan and, Japan and Germany have much better economies today than America and the UK. <laughs> well, that's when, the, I guess, what, the Rockefellers get your money instead or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, or, don't go down that road. I'm just well. I, I was I was trying. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm, I mean, know, it's Elon people, Musk and Mark Zuckerberg get your money these days. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to talk about in the '40s. I think that's yeah. pretty much what the. Uh, <laughs> I know. I think that was still the big name on the hill in the '40s. So right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Actually, oh, do you know what my um? It's it's not my actual name, but just to throw out one of those names, my grandmother's family name uh, is now one I don't want to scream out too much because uh. There was some guy, I guess, a few months ago that I don't I, that did something horrible with it, and then uh, there was a TV show where I think that was put out as basically the Rockefeller, which is uh, Rittenhouse. So I'm kind of glad that's not my name now. Okay, yeah, I've, I remember hearing that name knocking about, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, but the it's, deal. I think it's being thrown in some as sort of the, the pop culture, like, oh, we don't really want to actually throw in that name because it's uh, lights too many <laughs> fires. So they've been using that one. <laughs> so <'cause> it's <laughs> pretty close, I guess. Uh, Philadelphia does have like a Rittenhouse Square, uh, that sort of thing. So yeah, Whereas, yeah, I never see any more fucking comedies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is funny. When I was growing up, uh, people would sometimes ask us if we were related to Dallas Comages, who is a uh, basketball player. Huh. But uh, I presume you're not. No, no, he, not because he's he he wasn't white. <laughs> it was like clear. Family related. trees can be complex, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm guessing 150 years back, someone like threw that name on him, right? So right, because uh, the actual name is uh, I guess Dutch, and then back to German translates like King's Lake. So it does make huh. actually it does it sounds weird, but it actually does make sense in the end. So, <laughs> but uh. So the angle that you've got on this that I don't is like you are you did grow up in America. So when you were learning about the war, how was it taught? Uh, you know, it's like by the time someone bothered to teach us about it, we you know, we'd seen all the John Wayne movies, right? Or like mm. at least several of them. So I mean, I think well, pro I don't think younger people are like watching John Wayne movies now. I could be wrong, but I, I, no, but they're still making World War II movies now. Yeah, they. I mean, they have a slightly different tone. So uh, more not of as much as you'd hope, though. You know that the first Captain America sort of tone, right? Yeah. So we just we were swimming in that before we even entered a classroom where anyone bothered to tell us anything about the war. Did they try and like give you any more nuanced picture, or was it still just? It wasn't. I don't think yeah. it was. Very Look what nuanced. the Greatest Generation did. Yeah, the most nuanced I got. Of course, not till university, right? Mm. When I had a Cold War class, right? So of course, you start with World War Two and that, and and in that. Oh, case, that we, that is one I really want to do for this podcast. Actually, one of the like duck and cover videos. Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I have discs and discs of this stuff, and I, of course, uh, you know, I try and get all things you can get on YouTube. But yeah, you, you can duck and cover on YouTube. But I, oh, yeah. I think I I think I literally have five or six DVDs of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it, that, that's what i'm doing it it's my weird obsession so <laughs> drag people in to have a fellow obsess um what what is the cringe factor of this one how much can you actually like tell someone else to watch it there's some of these you know they're relatively innocuous innocuous maybe they got a little blood or something but 
I mean, this one, it, it's pressing. I would weird, definitely but... have to warn people that you are going to see some heinous war shit. Yeah, yeah. I think, you, some... I think you literally see some guys die in this. Yeah, yeah, because they got that uh, on execution the scene and stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. Which, well, yeah, I mean, they could. But that's like any time you watch like old war videos, you've kind of got that aspect. Right. Um, in terms of. Because you would think the main cringe factor would be the racist element, right? Yeah. But I honest, I, I feel like we haven't moved much past this version of Japan on film. Right. What he's saying is different because obviously they're talking about war like Japan, whereas Japan has had 70 years without fighting a war, essentially. One, uh, it one, got a little bit murky in the Gulf Wars. but <laughs> One similar one to this, um, and th this is Poke in the Mouse talking about that one, I guess. I, I'll probably do it as an episode, but uh, have you heard of uh, Defruer's Face? Is that no? Is that the Donald Duck one where he works for the Nazis? Yeah, yeah. He dream. He he's dreaming, and he dreams that he's yeah, working for the Nazis. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the character chairs in there are just like ridiculously offensive. The, it, what's it, whack when you watch World War Two Nazi stuff? They the re, like today. Whenever you make like war movies, it's like oh, it's okay to make Nazis the baddies because they were history's like biggest baddies. We didn't know most of that stuff when we were fighting them. Right, yeah, it was like 44 before anyone even entered a camp or anything. And, but, like, the stuff they were doing, like, we were kind of doing it too. Yeah, of <laughs> like course. Every, I... Everyone hated the Jews back then. Yeah, and then... Uh, and, like, America... we talk about Churchill as, like, this superhero, but he committed genocide in India. And he was drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah. But um... oh, I bet he was stone-cold sober when he decided to starve out freaking... It's not like that. Right. <laughs> he probably wasn't, but <laughs> no, apparently he'd start drinking in the mornings. <laughs> he had stand-ins because sometimes he's just too wasted. So he had some doubles just in case he was like too busy with a bottle of scotch or something. Have you hired one of them yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, pro I probably should. Um, let's see. Church oh, yeah. It's just one interesting thing. We were over the break. We were watching Wonder Woman again where they, you know, it's the world war one germans and they're really trying to make it feel like it's the nazis and of course going to war is never good and i'm not saying that world war one germany was had any moral no, but german in world war one there were no good guys right and they were yeah they were just dragged right on in you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if the um, one of the things i always remember the technically well germany did start world war one it's only because their trains came on a thursday and ours came on a friday or go. something like that. <laughs> it was literally the train times meant that their troops could move in first. So technically, they started the war. Yeah, but everyone. I mean, they, but it was it was just a big dick waving contest for Europe, right? It was. Yeah, but, Japan was on our side in that one. Right. That's just where it's weird with uh, Wonder Woman, just where they're like really trying to make it feel like World War Two, even though it's actually World War One. At know? least they. Did, I did like at the end where it's actually the bad guy was on the British side. Oh right, yeah. That was a little something at least. He was he was a he was a supernatural god of war though. So yeah, he was Ares. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I don't know if I, I, he might have just been acting British, really. So the shocking reveal that the supervillain was the famous actor and not this nobody on the German side. <laughs> right. <laughs> like when you watch a Columbo and it's like, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy. Shatner. I don't know this guy. I wonder who the murderer was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's how I go to the love boat. <laughs> I don't think there's usually murder. In, is there murders on the love boat? I'm not sure. I don't know. 
You're I think we're done talking about My Japan because we just gave like a tight 10 on Wonder Woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just having watched that, I don't feel like talking about it too much, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I just got it yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah but, this this no, is no, as no. much of a sci-fi sanctuary as you're getting on Wonder Woman, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, see... For I, I'm keeping this podcast easy for the the blurbs. I just I, I started an account at RL Hygiene Pod Twitter, RL Hygiene Facebook. I think that's pretty much going to cover those bases. But we already said yeah. Sci-Fi Sanctuary a few times. But you want to talk about throw out the other couple or one of those or two of them? Uh, yeah, you can find the Sci-Fi Sanctuary on Twitter at MLSFS Pod. You can find my other podcast at Luke Loves PKMN or at Monster Mash Pod. But maybe by the time this goes up, you can just find all of our podcasts together at what may be called Podcastio Podcastium, if okay, I manage to get the URLs. <laughs> All right, okay. So, and I think I can't even get this up till we do that anyway, so most right. assuredly that's where you will be heading. Oh, right? that's where it will be uploaded, but it, I don't know if we'll have like a .com or anything by that point. Okay. I, don't, I haven't actually thought of an outro for this yet. I don't know. Class is out of session. Get the hell. You're, you're, you're suspended. You're suspended, so you have to leave. Some, I don't know. I'm, I'll work that out in the future. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't remember how I ended the first couple episodes. Oh well. <laughs> how do? That's how I end this one. Bye, bitch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done. <laughs>